Hi there, afternoon. Welcome to another eavesdrop with Uzo Wijewari. Today we have Faye Luther in the house. Hi Uzo, how are you? So good to be here. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I know, you know, it's so funny. People think, oh, we've got so much time on our hands. It's a big commit. It's a bit big ask to get people yeah. to get all dressed up. <laughs> Especially when there's no way to on go. Their face. <laughs> Especially when there's nowhere to go afterwards. Exactly. You're just doing this for this. So I really appreciate you guys, um, you know, and appreciate you for taking the time to do this. So guys, today we are going to be talking about change. And I especially wanted Faye to be the one to speak about this because I've known Faye for about four or five years now. And I've witnessed a tremendous amount of change in her and you know when they say people people change yeah yeah people do change but I've found Faye to be a person who really gets stuck into that whole commitment to personal development and to growth and I wanted us to explore that today particularly amidst COVID and everything that we're going through and maybe hopefully we can find some nuggets that will help other people um, to transform in this space, in this time, under these conditions, which people, you know, some people, you know, choose, we, we see it all the time, you know, you either choose to be inert to make no change at all, or you choose to propel yourself forward. So that's the intention for my part, anyway, of this conversation. Faye, what would you say about that? I totally agree. I think that, um, COVID has been such an interesting time. I think that's the only, that's the only thing I can call it, COVID times. <laughs> and it's been so kind of like, um, yeah, growth is the only word. And, and when I say growth, I think it's more mindset growth mm-hmm. because I think it's a different way of looking at things. I remember at the beginning of COVID, I definitely was a poster child for fear. <laughs> I was totally in over my head. I just didn't know what to do. And I really had to um, sort of key into things of all the learning I've had over the years, sort of like, you know, um, shifting my state, um, trying to, you know, come outside of my own self and um, start to look at a better way. Because I knew I didn't want to be stuck in fear. I knew that fear was going to, and with everything that they were saying about, you know, COVID, it seemed like something that if it was going to catch anybody. (laughs) It was going to be you. Like, I was going to be like, you know, using myself to call it. Mm. But then I decided that I was going to change my language. I was going to say, you know, I will be healthy. I will be fit. I will be well. Mm. Um, You know, which sounds, I know that, especially for me, um, coming from Nigeria, you know, I I hate, I call it Christianese. So I hate (laughs) this kind of like lack of belief, but saying, you know, positive affirmations, but believing positive. Yeah, exactly. But I think I really keyed in and I really started to believe. I was like, you know, this thing does not exist. It's not going to, it's definitely not going to come, you know, to me. I'm going to be, I am well, I am Mm. good. I'm healthy. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to be healthy. Mm. And for someone like me who never really, I did zero exercise (laughs) pre-COVID. I like the way you get that. Yeah, zero exercise. I was, I, you know, Uzo, I yeah. sat every day in front of yeah. the television. I was a couch potato. Mm. I ate really bad. Mm. 
full carbohydrates, lots of sugar, and you know, just everything that was like your food junkie, couch potato behavior. That was me pre-COVID. And it was almost like when everybody was going into couch potato um, sort of junk food mode, I was jumping out. My normal, you know, became everyone else's normal. And then I was now going into this new normal for me, which became, I mean, like, I had told Uzo many times, I actually used to tell people I was allergic to grass. And then now I'm like <laughs> number one nature lover, <laughs> you know, yeah, I go out for walks, mm. you know, I, you know, I sit in the, in the sun, I go out for walks, um, you know, not every day, but as many, like if seven days, like five days I've gone outside. Okay. Um, so before we yeah. go further in, let's reel it back a little bit, just so that people have a bit of context to mm. work with. So tell, tell us your story. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's a there's a lot of story <laughs> so, so you have in to a really nuts, sort of like exactly in a kind of <laughs> not um, sure. okay. yeah <laughs> so um my name is Faye Lisa um I'm an intuitive chef um I'm uh I say I'm a central healer and when I say central healer is because I believe in um you know awakening your senses and allowing your intuition to guide you in the way that you do things in life mm. um I realize that this is something that I've always done but I didn't know it had a name. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, um, from coming from a place of not even enjoying um, self and uh, pleasures, touching, you know, tasting, you know, I stopped enjoying those things yeah. to beginning to realize that there is a place for healing in yeah. those things and beginning to awaken your senses, um, yeah. the way you see, smell, touch, taste. So, yeah. And I am um, a mom of three beautiful angels who, um, at the moment, I am not with, um, we're sort of physically Apart. separated, um, but our hearts have grown closer during COVID as well. Um, what else can I say? I'm a lover of people. I'm very interested in people and how their minds think, um, you know, process um and i think i just enjoy discovering indeed i was going to say that i was going to highlight that because that's something that in the time that i've known you you are one person who almost flings themselves into change and on one hand it can seem a little bit erratic and a little bit unhealthy but in the on the other hand if we were to really mind the positive there's something about you, even though you started off saying you're a fearful or you were a fearful oh, yeah, yeah. individual, um, you were always willing to, 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 to embrace change if you felt truly that there was growth at the end of that rainbow, yes. if that makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. And, you know, come on you know what I'm like, I, when I talk to people, I was talking about some business thing, you know, and you know, how to help people navigate and all of that stuff. So this is really left field for me, um, this interview, but I, 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 guys just stay with me. (laughs) I, I think it's very important. It's very important because in this time, I have really started to notice how abhorrent people find change to be. And, you know, I've heard a lot of complaining. I've heard a lot of fear. I've heard a lot of resistance, the resistance to the situation. And it just made me really 
understand that, hang on, you know, this is all about fear of change, fear of something different. And if we bring it back into the business realm, which is where I yes, think definitely, yeah. it's a, it's a problem. It's something that needs to be managed and handled yeah. and yeah. actually learned from, because if you're this way about this situation, yeah. how much of that fear is feeding into the way you approach your businesses into right. the way you approach your careers yeah. into the way you approach your life and you know eavesdrop is for women all over the world and we're just helping you want to help you and we build wealth in your life and wealth is not just mm -hmm. financial wealth it's you know your relationships it's personal growth it's your spirituality and of course your money so yeah. for me this really sits well with me yeah. and i just wanted to yeah. highlight that so why do you think you're like that why do you think that you're so willing to throw yourself into change? So one of the things that I think, so even while you were speaking, I just realized I, I was able to actually begin to connect the dots of business and life. Mm. Um, I have always been somebody who on paper, when you see my um, sort of qualifications, yeah, it may look like, <laughs> but when I have gone in what's that? <laughs> well, it means like uh, like you're like, where's the PhDs, where's oh. the masters, where's those, you know, all those kind of things. For my non-Nigerian audiences, those things are big. Exactly. Sorry, from. for Nigerian audiences. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. So I've had no problem in the UK environment in terms mm. of when I have when I was working here, when I have gone in front of interviewers and, and I've gone in front of people who are looking to hire i've always yeah. been one of the first hires uh, uh. or people who they would want on their team because i think the things i have learned from life if people were more willing to actually look at life experience mm -hmm. i think i have a wealth of life experience so if i were to translate my life experience into business experience i believe without trying to toot my home or anything i think that i would have a lot more qualifications that people who have school um education yeah. but the thing is that sometimes you need that paper to be able to get through the door but if i was supposed to just sit in front of someone and talk through problems and and situations and how to to handle them mm. you know um someone said to me that when i was trying to get back into the workforce before i went back to nigeria that if i use my life experiences i could say something like um i'm very um um what's it called um experience in multitasking because i have three children and i have to constantly multitask i have a husband who is a vegetarian different you know believe a uh, different um system of the way he thinks and you have to sort of manage all those personalities um and my strong suit is you know being able to listen work and you know do things well on the go um i'm a master researcher anything you look you know you want i'm able to find um i'm able to bring people together and inspire them and get them so i'm a fantastic leader and you don't think about those things no. until someone puts them in a life situation for you mm -hmm. so if i've been in any situation where i've been in so i went to culinary school and i was always one of the people that would be chosen to lead the teams Mm. So I may not have been the one chosen to execute mm. in terms of when it comes to like, you know, the fine details, yes. <laughs> but if, if it was to motivate, um, uh, inspire and bring people together from different places, I would always be the first. Mm. 
mm-hmm. to be chosen. And I think mm-hmm. that that's something that people need to take into consideration sometimes that it's better if you want to choose people to actually put them in real life situations and maybe choose your staff from real life situations and not just paper. I love the fact that you say that actually, because, you know, you hear of a lot of women being really reticent to come back into the workplace, for instance, after they've had children, yes, because they've lost their corporate confidence. They don't know how they're going to fit in. They don't know whether they'll be taken seriously. They don't know whether they'll, um, they'll be able, they'll be up to the task actually of juggling this life now that includes a little person and Mm. as well as all the demands of work. And I love the fact that you say that I just want to highlight that here because you feel almost stripped of all your value sometimes when you are a mother when you're a new mother some women and and you you, the the fear is real of going back to work and if only people would start to help them articulate all these life skills that they have um i think he's frozen oh there you are i froze did i oh gosh um there we go um let's see hopefully they'll be fine yeah no i was saying that um that i think it was very important that you said that because um helping people learn how to articulate their value outside of these you know five ten qualifications and helping them really identify what it is that they do rather than what they have or are you Mm. know in term on paper is very important it's very important but then back to my original questions why why what so you you know you've really outlined exactly who you are you you're a leader Mm. you show up Mm. is that what you think makes you um less averse to change than others i i think i've always just been very curious curiosity curiosity yeah um from a child i remember that i was a avid reader um i always wanted to read i always wanted to know things i always wanted to put my what's happening how does that work what's going on Uh, you know and um I was um I I feel like if I always wanted to know how things worked and Mm. you know for me especially if you have a huge um imagination and curiosity and that's why it's important to allow children to be able to express themselves because I think that for me mine was kind of like stifled and I'm just getting back into that I used Mm. to be able to imagine a lot when I was younger Mm. Mm. but then it kept being cut there you know you're asking too many questions but what are you doing why are you always so you know why do you want to know so much um and I kind of um you know removed myself Mm. yes but I think now I'm always interested in also knowing the truth or as close to the truth as I can get. Mm. So if I want to do something, I want to know why I'm doing it. Mm. Um, and, you know, from being someone who would either, so either I lead or I would, if someone, I see someone who's a strong leader, uh-huh. I would follow. Mm. Um, follow and wanting to know, okay, why are we doing this? Why are we going there? You know? Mm. Um, so I think it's just the enjoyment of getting knowledge from me. Mm. I love to learn. I think, mm. I could be a perpetual learner, but I think maybe not in a school environment, but probably life. Life, learner, life lessons yeah. for me, practical lessons that I can see. I can see examples. I can see how it's, it's panning out. Um, yes. And that's again, why I feel that culinary school was amazing for me because I, it was hands-on. I was in it. It wasn't just theory. 
it was yes. practical. I could, I, it was tangible it's for me. It. Yes, it has to be. I have to understand. Um, so, you know, the, I'm very curious. Mm. I like that. I like that curiosity. I think we do take it for granted because when we are curious about something, it's very easy to start to unpick the thing. Like, mm. for instance, I try not to prep too much for my interviews. Yeah, I do. Because do I want to spend time actually discussing things with you yeah. and talking and then being led by the flow of our conversation. By your intuition. Yeah, by my intuition. And I, and I think by, a lot of people... By what you say. Exactly. You know, and taking yeah. the lead from that. So I know that I... I, I, um, I um, express my own curiosity in those types of forums. You know, I'm not as curious yeah. as you, not for sure. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in general, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I think, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's important because I think a lot of times you can tell interviews or you know you can tell discussions where it's it flows. Mm. Sometimes it seems like it's going off tangent, but if the person knows how to interview, you can sort of get a holistic. Round exactly of, yeah. of everything and when we fully tap into ourselves i don't think you can be led wrong it will take you down the direction you're meant to go okay. and that's what i believe mm. so um a lot of times when i am doing sort of if i'm having my lives or if i'm doing an interview or if i'm even with cooking mm. I yeah, found let's talk about I the intuitive cooking actually because yeah. as a trained chef you would have been trained in classic French and uh, you know everything else and this is the way we do things okay and now this woman woman is online just tossing things to a pan and waiting to see what happens I was like oh this looks good yeah let's eat that explain intuitive cooking so um before I went to culinary school I was again curiosity I was a, a, a cook, a home cook who just loved food. I love food. I love to watch it. I love to talk about it. I love food. I love to eat it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for me, I never found it difficult to combine flavors. Mm. So I, I wouldn't necessarily know what the names were or what the benefits were. I was like, oh, that looks nice. Oh, that looks nice. And I just put everything apart and it would, out would come this thing. Master beautiful tasting thing <laughs> it wasn't the prettiest to look at at that time but it was really it tasted really good mm-hmm. and so I used to cook from my heart and I really mm-hmm. used to go to town and I had no rules I had no regulations so I was now listen to the words I was free to express myself indeed yeah and then I went to culinary school mm-hmm. so culinary school was amazing I loved it yes I learned technique but something happened. It stifled me. Yes. Because I became stuck. Rules in place, yes. Yeah. But I think that there are different groups of people. Mm-hmm. So I think there are people whose rules work for. Yes. So rules work for me in a, in a, in a space for, um, to keep like me safe. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think even within those rules, I have to be given an amount of time to be able to express myself mm-hmm. within the rules. Right. Uh-huh. But when there's a so like I'm a I'm a hot chef kitchen more than a pastry chef kitchen. Yes. So hot chef means you cook all the, you know, the regular food and then hot, um, um, you know, pastry chef desserts and things. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're making cakes and des- desserts, uh-huh. it's precise precision. It's science. This exactly. is why I cannot bake. 
still I still I still flaunt all the rules and I still I, do whatever I want to do and it comes out girl. it just comes out <laughs> you know but I found that in hot kitchen I was able to still express myself and mm-hmm. it was more about okay these are the techniques so this is how you cut the the, the, the you know this is how you chiffonade this is how you 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 do you saute this is how you those kind of rules that I would follow mm. but then I had the freedom to be able to express myself when it came to how it present the dish or the flavors that I would combine yes. together. Okay. And with intuitive, with intuitive cooking, it's more um, what you are led. So a lot of time in this busy world, a lot of us are not listening and it can go to business as well. We're not listening to um, our bodies. We're not listening our to our instinct. souls. We we're are not listening dampening to our, our instinct more and more. We're dampening our instinct. So we're not going in the direction that we should be going. So one of the things that I found at the beginning, and not even at the beginning of COVID, during different times in my life. So for me, especially during pregnancy, I realized like I couldn't eat sugar. Hmm. I couldn't. For nine months, I could not eat sugar. I couldn't eat anything that was sweet. I couldn't eat anything that was unhealthy. My body needed was craving something else. Yeah, I'm so sorry. No problem. My body led everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My body led me to eat things that would sustain the life, the life inside you. Eaters, exactly. Um, You know, and nine months, I would only eat things like salmon. I could only eat. um, I couldn't even eat like pasta and things. I would have to eat whole grain things, lots of leafy greens. Um, I drank a lot of water. um, That happened, and that is how without me even knowing the reason why, those are the things that my body was craving for. And I listened to it and I mm-hmm. honored my body. Yeah. Same thing happened to COVID. Before I even heard all the things that people were saying about what we should be eating, I automatically knew, mm. start ginger, garlic. Mm. I was spicing up my food. I was eating a lot of like pumpkin. I was eating a lot of um, um, kale, cabbage, broccoli. I was just going heavy i cut out meat i cut out sugar Mm. and that was instinctive it was like my body just went into survival mode and i listened to it Mm. you know now we're coming out of covid kind of like (laughs) (laughs) i'm still not eating burgers and things there's some things that i have found harder to get back get back into Uh, yeah but i i still feel like if so like even with the um um, like ice cream, which was mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. I've had a mm-hmm. tub of ice cream. I only just finished it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had a box of brownies and they lasted. For me, that would be a one sitting. One sitting. <laughs> yeah. I kind of. Treat. Exactly. I kind of had a brownie a day. And you know, that's what intuitive cooking is. Listening to your body to guide you into the mm-hmm. best way. And I don't believe in one size fits all. Um, remedies or you know even with businesses I think people need to realize that there's a space for you need to look at your employees and look at where they best fit within your organization and that's why I I think that businesses really need to get a hand of even restructuring their um, organizations where it it allows for and I think that's where businesses like Facebook and Google tend to blossom because they allow people to work according to their strengths. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's the best way that you're going to be able to get 
um, you know, sort of productivity done from people. And so if you structured roles based on what people's strengths are, mm. and instead of saying, oh, you know, you need to be here and there, there, just see how your business runs and then sort of um, get roles that would tailor to strengths. So if you need people in leadership, if you need people who are, um, you know, people who are um, communicators, if you need yeah. people who are, these are their strengths, then, I think I think a lot of companies do that now anyway. So, you know, companies are coming along in terms of how they um, better utilize the talent that they have in house. What I think needs to change um, in corporate organizations, certainly, is this. um, It's the culture of of. um, What's the best way to say this? It's I, I, in my brain, I call it the should instead yeah. of do yeah. culture. Yeah. You know, I speak with my clients and they say, well, I, 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 I can't do something because I shouldn't do it. And I go, oh, did they say you shouldn't do it? And they look mm. at me like, what do you mean? I go, where, where did, did they you get that role? So, you know, of course, there, everyone, you, we all have to work within the boundaries that are set for us. Mm-hmm. But I think the more traditional organizations, and like you were saying, and alluding to the Facebooks and the Googles and the Amazons of the world, um, those guys have actually set boundaries and allowed their people to maneuver within those boundaries. Within the boundaries, As yes. they feel. Yeah, to be productive. Because at the end of the day, all those companies care about is the deliverable. So yes. if you have the deliverable... It's like, okay, you want to work at midnight and work till three and then have the day off? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Right. You yeah. have a deliverable. And yeah. I think it's, it's that kind of mentality which traditional companies have yet to embrace. Yeah. That is yeah. possibly causing a lot of the friction that exists. And COVID in its way, it's, a, it's a, an interesting thing to watch. Those kind of rules are being unpicked and kind of thrown out of the water. It's because shaking. now it's like... Well, you know, people are working from home and they're in pajamas and they're in jeans and things are working. We still have meetings. We're still meeting deadlines. We're still creating, uh, you know, there's results. (gasps) People are at home and they're working and there's results. Oh my God. And and the rest of us that are in... suits and high shoes. (laughs) The rest of us that are in the 21st century going, yeah, why is this weird? (laughs) This is what a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are working remotely. A lot of people are working in weird timing you know but yeah no I get what you mean and actually I wanted to actually talk to something you said about um I like what you said about the freedom to express yourself now you've just written a cookbook haven't you yes what's the name of your cookbook (laughs) oh um it's so my company is called wild fresh so my um my cookbook is called wild fresh quick easy recipes for the family so it's a it's a it's a book that um you know a mom a dad children can easily look through come together cook a family meal cook a meal for two um it's really family you know family food um it's you know delicious nice wholesome food that just gets everyone together um i had a few people who have bought who have come back with thank you you, good um you know good um good feedback reviews Um, and yeah Definitely. So I apologize. Again, I haven't English. downloaded my version yet. But oh, it's not definitely a I need to. Um, because yeah. girl, this cooking in COVID is doing my head in. I can yeah. tell you that for nothing. Um, and so is this going to be one of those um books? You know, I bought I I buy cookbooks because mm. I, I think they're great. I'm I'm a foodie who doesn't like to cook. <laughs> 
is ah. so weird. So I buy these cookbooks um, and I like them. And then I find that I'll go through the recipes and the ones that I find easy to do. And when I say easy to do, I mean 30 minutes, I'll do them over and over again. But there's like a hundred mm-hmm. recipes in the book and I'm like, yeah, no, too technical. Yeah, no, yeah. too difficult. Is this going to be one of them books or is this going to be a... No, like, so first of all, this is an ebook, So it's online. It's mm-hmm. an ebook. It's an, you know, easily downloadable book. Um, yeah. It's... I think we've got like 15 nice, beautiful recipes that people can cook from. Uh Um, And, you know, it's not, it's something I was very aware. Yes. It's quick to make. I think there's only one recipe, one, which is a cake. I'll give that one cake recipe. That is, uh, it's not technical, Mm -hmm. but it's a little bit, it's more than 30 minutes. Uh Um, But everything else is like, you know, real quick, easy, you know, um, dishes. Cause that's how I cook. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing, and I, it's not in the recipe book, but it will be in my real book that you know is going to come. Mm-hmm. Speak it out. <laughs> um, is risotto, and risotto is one of. And if, even for someone like me who's not the most patient, it's amazing that risotto is my most favorite dish to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just I don't know what it is about risotto, but it just it's allows me. Food. It's comforting. <laughs> it's comfort it's food. really I love comforting. Risotto. I love it. I love everything about risotto. I love it. You know, yeah. um, and it shows when I cook it. I think I don't think I've had anyone who has complained about my risotto yet. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing. But I, I, you see, all these things also bring you, and that's why I said I don't think you can separate um, the way someone lives their life from business and i think that if we could just sort of if the corporate world yeah freedom if the corporate world would get more on board you know i think a lot more people would have jobs because a lot more people they would realize that there are lots of people that could be more beneficial for their companies yes because you are out in the world and you bring a different approach to thing and i to things and i think perspective is it's a brilliant teacher because I would have approached something, approached a challenge or a situation in a particular way because of my life experiences, because of the thing I know. And yes. a different person from a different life perspective with different experiences would approach it in a completely different way. And mm. we would both have a successful outcome. But yes. having those two different approaches has doubled the chances of an organization, for instance, doing things well. And, you know, I guess that's what they talk about when they talk about diversity and inclusion. I think there's a lot to do there. Because I can imagine having someone like me, the way that I think someone like you who gets things done, I think it would just, it would be amazing. And I think that in, in, in teams, even when you have teams, I think there should not be one leader. I think there should be sort of like uh, okay so this person is good at execution this person is good at leading and when i mean leading sort of like come on getting the whole morale and pumping you know getting people pumped up and then there's another person who does this and all together and again like i said it's like it's like cooking Mm. one ingredient doesn't make the whole dish it's different components that come together and make a meal so it's the same thing with you know any any like a family different wheels make the motor turn Mm. business different parts bring it together to make a successful company one person cannot run a company Mm. each person plays their part building a nation Mm. different people contribute girl i think you need to offer some retreats to businesses and get them cooking together truly different people 
you know, um, different people. Maybe that's something you can help me to do. And we could pitch it to some companies. <laughs> we can talk about that. Yes, you know, because yes. um, I think different people, when they see the fact that a red pepper, a green pepper, an onion, uh, you know, a tomato need to be together to make mm. a meal. Mm. You know, you cannot just make a garlic dish on its own. You can't just mm. cook the garlic on its own. Yeah. It needs Mr. Pepper and yeah. Master no, Tomato. They do, they do know this, but then I think it's just really finding new ways, new fresh ways yes. to reiterate to that bring, type yeah, of learning. Sure. And I think, yeah, this is actually an interesting, an interesting thought, an interesting yeah. idea to, you know. to think about approaching. So now, no, but not many people know this, but you were... Uh, plus size model and you won a national competition <laughs> tell us about <laughs> that so this is another another thing about me always so that's why i always feel like human beings are not supposed to express themselves in one way i feel that like for me and i want to express everything like because there's so many things that i love to do mm-hmm. so i'm always like i mean i just have to try and so the modeling but how did that happen yeah exactly how, you know, before we get to the how did it happen what what uh, led to this thing it was, let me see, what led to it? Did you see the competition advertised? No, somebody, okay, somebody a friend of mine, you. a friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, it's, it was called The Face of Yours, so Yours Clothing is a plus size brand here in London, mm-hmm. and uh, in the UK, and um, a friend of mine saw it, and she said, Faye, why don't you try this? And I was like, uh, hello, excuse me, what? <laughs> and she was like, Faye, just take the damn pictures, you know, and she offered to take the picture. She took the pictures for me. We did the whole thing. We wrote the thing. And then I have a daughter who has special needs. And what it was, was about beauty coming in different packages. Oh, I and I thought, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if my daughter could see her mom um, sort of entering something? So even in, the, um, in, my, in my write-up, I spoke about the fact of having a, um, you know, a special needs, a child with special needs, yeah. um, who, you know, I'm a black woman in a, small town at that time i had really short hair i have flabby arms and i hadn't seen anyone who looked like me in any of the uk press you know Mm. and i said you know this is a mom a a mom in fleet in hampshire nigerian of you know nigerian heritage here i don't see a representation of me um in anything you know that i open up you know so this is my entry this is my daughter, Kamara, and she, you know, sort of propels me to do a lot of stuff that I do. Mm. Um, you know, we do a lot of singing and dancing together. And for me, beauty comes in many packages. Mm. And so pick me as your face of yours. Winner. <laughs> that was my entry. And I sent it off, you know, not edited, you know, didn't do any funny things. I think the only thing I did, you know, I love music. So I put a little ding, ding, ding music at the background and I sent this thing off and I forgot about it. And so one day I'm, you know, it's like, I can see it in a movie. <laughs> I'm cooking in the kitchen, you know, and I get a phone call. Mm. And my friend is like, have you seen your email? And I was like, what are you talking about? Have I seen my email? Yeah. And she was like, go and check your email. Go and check your email. How did she know what email you got? <laughs> because she had, she was one of the finalists. So she had oh, seen geez. the list of finalists. Yeah. So I run to my, my, you know, I go get my phone 
and I'm like, okay, check my email. And I see this for, hey, you've been chosen as, you know, one of 50 first, started with 50. Wow. Then we got down to five, I mean, 10. And then we got down to five. Mm. And then we got down to three winners. And I was one of the three winners of the Face of Yours um, competition 2018. Um, so I represented Face of Yours with two other amazing women. Um, and yeah, it was, it was interesting. But that's one of the reasons why you must always... Um, be prepared for opportunities and not allow mm-hmm. your fear to hold you oh, back. Because gosh. as much as I did win, um, if I wasn't in that, if like if I had if I if I had won now, yes. Totally so talk about that. Talk about that. Be a bit more more open about that because so, you know they won't realize your story. So yeah, yeah. So um. So when I won this competition, I was still in a place where, um, as much as outwardly i was constantly big smile you know you know big personality i still had a lot of insecurities i had a lot of insecurities and i had a lot of um self-doubt um so even when people weren't so i would go for the shoots and i would second guess myself instead of just having fun with the shoots you know i was i was busy thinking about oh should i pose like this should i pose like that and it came across in so many things and it also hindered a lot of the opportunities that i could have had Mm. because i was um sort of projecting my negative feelings on the people on the environment and i think after a while it was just too much for anyone to handle so i just noticed that my jobs became less and less and you know instead of me to look at it and say maybe it was my attitude Mm. that might have been stinky i sort of blamed everyone else for it i blamed oh it's because they don't want any black people oh it's because they don't want any you know nigerians oh it's because you know maybe i'm fatter than the rest of them it was a plus size competition for god's sake (laughs) but i was in my head i was in my feelings i was in my emotions Mm. so you know but the second time so that was like the first set of jobs the second set of jobs which is Mm -hmm. coming to the end of the competition Mm -hmm. i had started to come out of myself um and out of my head and so when i came for the second set of shoots there was a different aura that i brought to the table but it was already at the end of the range you know yeah the the opportunity and they were like where did this spark where are you hiding and i said well i just realized that i had to have fun with it and so when i saw the next nigerian girl again she was mixed race who won Yes, a Nigerian girl was one of, I think there were two winners this time, but Nigerian girl. And I saw everything that she did not come to play. Kemi was serious about it, yeah, you know, and um, I could just see that it was fun. And from then on, I just decided that, you know, so when I would go for dance classes, anything that I did from that point on was like, you know, it wasn't about how I was posing. And I realized that even going for posing wasn't about posing. It was about just enjoying it. And that would be your pose Mm, uh, yeah and you know just have fun and that's what i realized about anything Mm. have fun with what you're doing if you're passionate about what you're doing if you love what you're doing you're going to succeed yeah no i i love i love that you the fact that you highlight that because you know people will talk about the fact that oh you know i don't actually get the opportunities we do and the truth is that the opportunities all around you you it's just have to open your eyes up and see them and when and you be grateful see them, for them when you get and, it and, and grab them grab them yeah. and as you said be grateful and that gratitude comes out in the way you show up in the yes. way you approach it how invested you are pouring yeah. your whole self into something yeah. but then yeah. 
a lot of people, myself included, <clears throat> we don't realize when we self-sabotage. Yeah. And another thing is that we also don't allow ourselves. <laughs> so I can say that for you, Madam mm-hmm. Uzo. Allowing me. yourself to sit, like you've had so many awesome retreats. Mm. And just sitting with the success of mm-hmm. that retreat before we start planning the next the one. Next one. Oh, because yeah. when we sit in the gratitude of that, and it's, as I said, this is my COVID 101. <laughs> because the more we sit in the gratitude of that, mm. I believe the more shows up, more opportunities show up. And a lot of us are so busy with just the next thing, the next thing, the next yes. thing, that we're not just enjoying because today this morning i learned that from you that that (laughs) feeling that you get when you so like you write like i write a book Mm -hmm. so the first time that it it came out you know i had this feeling in my heart and i was like oh my god and that's the feeling that you have to take with you each time you speak about the book Mm. that's the feeling that you have to take with you each time that you share a recipe it has to be that joy of you sharing for the first time the world just discovering this thing for the first time Mm. and i think a lot of us forget that so we think that marketing one of the things that we've been lied to is that you know marketing is difficult and truthfully it's not because if you believe in what you are saying if you believe in what you're selling then it's it going to be, be yeah, it's, it's people are exactly you'll be excited you know you'll be and excited. you'll be excited to share that with people be excited yeah. to tell people about yeah. it yeah. no absolutely i mean we we sabotage ourselves in very yeah. many different ways and yeah. you know that's something i mean this forum is for women you know i'm happy for everybody to listen to these podcasts but the forum is really for women and it's about the challenges that we particularly as women face and mm. one of those things is being self-deprecating you yeah. know women tend to be more self-deprecating than men are um i don't know the reasons behind that i'm sure there's some clever scientists out there in the world and psychologists that have i think it's very easy to see why oh why i think it's easy i think it's it's look i think it's in our upbringing i think it's in the way that a lot of women are brought up women are brought up to not be as so you can always tell Uh for me i can Uh always tell a woman who Uh has been brought up with a father Mm-hmm. who has allowed her to be herself and not brought her up as a girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's an who interesting Who has just theory. brought her up as a human being. Yeah. And who has given her the same opportunities as the brothers, if she has brothers, or has brought her up as a boy. Mm-hmm. You can tell those women. I disagree with that, though, I have to say. Just because, because my you. own experience is different, you know. I, I, you don't see know my yourself parents. the way other people see yourself. No, see and you. that's why I'm saying Because I see you as a girl who has a, a full... Um, uh, that you, I, can, I can tell that you had a good relationship with your father, and I can tell that you had brothers who... Yeah. There was no difference between the way boys were treated and the way girls were treated. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. It shows up in the way that you behave. It shows up in the way that you don't, there's a lot of things that women do that I think that you're like, I'm like, where did that come from? What's that about? (laughs) So you think not, and you don't, the only things that you may not be doing is how, um, and when I say this, because you do collaborate with women, but it's it's the women that are collaborating with you that are not collaborating with you the way that men would collaborate with each other. Yes, I guess. So it's not a you yeah. problem. Yeah, well, I guess so. No, exactly. Yeah. So this is and why I'm it. saying that that theory, I don't think, holds water because um, 
um, I still am self-deprecating, even though... You're not the one that's self-deprecating, though. No, no, I am. I'm talking about my own self, as in the way I feel internally. So you're talking about oh, earlier okay. about the outward okay. and the inward. And I think mm. that a lot of women, even those that are like me, and, you know, are, I, I own my own power. I know it. Mm. But there is always, there is something in me that goes, hmm, well, it could be better. Well, yeah. it could be, and I think I don't know whether guys are like that, Maybe but societal. I don't. I mean, speaking I to think yeah, guys, I think it's like society. I think it's societal, but I think guys are more. Women have the opportunity to be able to air air those things. Their possibly. Maybe weaknesses, that's what it is. exactly, yeah. and their doubts. Exactly. Men suffer up and get yeah, with it. They suffer yeah. with it. They suffer mm-hmm. silently. Indeed. But I think women, we have a more open space to even be able to have these kind of. Conversation. normal conversations to say oh my god i feel like this sometimes and i feel like mm. that but if a man does it, it's like what's wrong with you but no, it's changing Buck it's up. changing yeah no. you know exactly and i think that um you know the way you show up in the world is like a woman who doesn't see her limitations so you do show up like that yeah, um the, the voices in our heads are much different and i think those are societal <laughs> and those, those are things are that we see on That's yeah we see on say. tv we listen to, we read in magazines. Mm, exactly. I mean, body, I mean, body imaging. Guys don't have all those issues. Guys don't have things that, so many things that as a woman we have to think about before we go outside. Mm. So we're going outside, okay, is my shirt, is my shorts, is my sh- skirt short? Is this, we're so, there so many things that we have to worry about just showing up mm. in the world. Mm. Guys wear trousers, suits, they're done. They wear we have to worry everything. about so many things that mm. will, effect and then we have to think about okay did the kids eat this this there's so many things Mm. but if you imagine if you removed all those things Mm. and you just let uzo show up in the world right exactly i i I ain't doing nothing for nobody else but me (laughs) you would you would just be more you would soar higher than you already are oh gosh i think so you know and i just feel that it is a lot of society thing it is a lot of things that we have been we've been programmed we're programmed all the time oh but we are definitely yeah. and and this whole situation that we're in i think it's Program, showing that programming many even more yeah exactly yeah. exactly it's kind of bringing yeah. that to the fore okay brilliant so we talk about having fun mm. as a way to embrace change we've talked about being curious as a way to embrace okay. change right is there anything else we've talked about actually you spoke earlier the very beginning of this talk uh, about shifting your mindset now i speak to a lot of my clients and i help them with shifting your mindset and i would love to get it from you because you 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 probably will bring a more human feel to it you know what i mean explain to people what you mean about being just really very conscious about yeah. where you are and shifting your state rather not your mindset mm-hmm. shifting your state how do you shift your yeah. state okay so coming from a place before of fear and um as i said i think that people say you can drag a horse to water <laughs> you can't make a drink unless the horse wants mm-hmm. to drink Indeed. and it's the same thing with people you can you know i've had for, i mean uzo has spoken to me for years <laughs> and i'm like "Uh." okay (laughs) but there's one day that it will just click in your head that i am the only person who can make this decision for myself 
Mm. doesn't matter how many thousands I spend somewhere. It doesn't matter how many millions I spend if I don't make the decision and if I don't make that change. Mm. So let me give something simple as what am I? Uh, sadness yeah. or anger. Yeah. Anger is a better one. Anger. Uh, sometimes I can get real, you know, and I literally have to, it's so, it's so, you have to be, and that's where intuition comes in again. We have to listen to ourselves because it's a split second decision. You have to decide, do I want to be angry or do I want to, you know? So when I can feel the emotions, yes, I will honor them. Yes, I'm angry, but do I want to stay angry? No, I don't want to stay angry. Okay, what do I do? Um, I put on music. I put on something that will shift the way I think. I will pick up a book. I will read. I'll call it friend. I will just do something else. Mm. And it automatically changes my mood. Mm. Now, there are other times where, again, I say, no matter what anyone wants to say, and I've had fights with people about things like depression and stuff like that. Mm. I still believe that it's a decision. We make a decision because it is, the reason why people are not aware is because mm. it is a split second decision. Mm-hmm. Indeed. You make a decision that says either woe is me or no, this is not me. Yes. And I, the difference is that I would see mine. And when I say see mine, I literally can see dark clouds. Okay. Yes. I can see. And when I say see dark clouds, I can see like this. The only way I can explain this is like a, it's just darkness, mm. like a cloud that is coming. And I decide, no, I don't want that cloud. Oh, yes, I want that cloud. Mm. And so when the cloud comes, I allow it to settle. Mm-hmm. So I can, now the thing is, if I allow it to settle for too long, mm. it's harder for me to be able to shake off than if when I see it coming, I say, no, 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 you have no business here. I'm not, not today. No, I'm not doing that. And it's quick. Yeah. And then I, I, I go and watch comedy. I go and watch something that will get me my spirits high or get me in the mood or I go outside or I go and do something else and I distract myself. And when I say distract myself, it's not like I'm not only the feeling, but I really think, do I want to feel like this right now? Yeah. No, I, you see, I like that. I like that because you've just, you've described a theory, uh, you know, a module that's out there in the world. It's a think, feel, act module. And why is this thing important? Why is, why, why is it important that we discuss this? Because we all go through challenges and difficult situations and emotions, you know, we all have emotions and you have described being able to identify your trigger. So because you're very self-aware now, you can see when hang on hang on i'm just i'm about to get into you know something has happened and this is going to take me down a rabbit hole that i do not want to go down and so the the choice is mine and mine alone as to whether i go down the rabbit hole or whether i go right here and say bye that's not happening and that is as that's a, a very highly emotionally intelligent place to operate within wow. um, yeah so that shows a high emotional intelligence you have this thought you get a feeling as a result of it i'm angry i'm sad i'm you know self-pitying or i'm afraid or or or, or 
about whatever the emotion is yeah. and then you make a choice about the action you're going to take yeah. you know, a man in a pub somebody steps on his foot he's already mad he gets angrier he turns around and he punches the guy in the face is the same guy that's angry in the pub someone steps on his foot he feels the anger mm. and then decides to just walk away yeah yeah exactly you are saying i mean there are times when i'm gonna and i'm you know my husband and i have a very volatile relationship relationship. but recently it's because it takes two people to have a fight and if you don't exactly it's like (laughs) if you don't engage there can't be an argument indeed it's either one person and then they will lose steam so you can decide you know and there are times when i've been like some days I may have this feeling like, oh yeah, you, oh, you want, you want to you you go down? You want to try me? Okay. I'm in the, I have the energy, but a lot of times I don't want to spend that energy in that way. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I take that anger and I go for a nice walk mm-hmm. and it powers me to walk for longer mm-hmm. or it powers me to be able to do something else. And I take that, you know, I tell say people about sexual frustration mm-hmm you have sexual frustration and people ask, how can you use that, use that energy? You can use that energy and direct it to something else. Something. Absolutely. Positive. Exactly. And that so, is, the, I think that is a very important thing to say there because all of these emotions, they are energy. They're energy. Everything they're is energy. energy. And you can harness energy. that energy yeah. and direct it, you know. So and if I wanted takes... to go down my conspiracy road, we are all batteries. <laughs> I call, I call Faye the ultimate conspiracy theorist. This is what she No, we are, we are batteries. So <laughs> okay. We are providing Explain. energy. Mm-hmm. So it depends on where you want to give your energy to. <laughs> do you want to give it to negative things or do you want to exactly. give it to positive things? Indeed. That's and what I mean. That's the choice. We are all energy. We are just, imagine looking at a whole bunch of batteries just walking around yeah what do you want to plug yourself into do you want to plug yourself into violence or do you want to plug yourself into love Mm, i would rather harness my battery to the power source of love Mm. than you know the power source of negativity or anything that's going to bring about some form of harm or damage to other people so let me harness my battery here where it's it's growth, it's life, it's producing, it's creativity, it's giving, it's sharing, it's caring. Yes. I, can, I don't mind plugging myself in there. But mm. everything that we do, everything, all of us, we're vibrating, we're here, we're energy, we're, we're source. Mm. And so we have to be mindful and know that we have enough power within us to create and propel and to do things. So, I mean, when you see a woman that's angry, or a, a person that's angry, you can see sometimes if that anger is so intense, you can see the force and the power in which it emits. So imagine what your thoughts could do in that direction and the damage it can cause even to you mm. on a structural or your cellular level. And so that's the reason why I started saying, you know, things like sicknesses and illnesses, the way we think, the way we, you know, the way we act, mm. it, it affects everything. So if you allow yourself, so even in work environments, when we get into heated arguments and stuff, it's the difference between you losing your job or you saving your job. It's the difference between you getting into something that could, you know, could spoil your day for, you know, just for the whole day. Something that when you think about it afterwards, you're like, I didn't really have to do that. 
Mm. So if we're mindful and we're, as you said, you, you, what did you say? Think, feel, feel act, act. So mm. when you think you take a moment, I tell my children, my children are uh, 10, nine and uh, seven. Mm. And I say to my seven year old, when you're angry, stop. That's the hand. Stop. Think. And then count to 10. Uh-huh. And then think again. Yeah. Before you do. Yeah. And it's only when I started explaining him, it to him like that, that he could understand. Because I said, you know, you can do something in anger that could hurt somebody. You can break something. You've injured somebody. You've killed somebody. And you can't say sorry yeah. after. So I think that just... things that should be taught uh, from a very young yes. age, actually. Because yes. we should be, I mean, I put a video out, gosh, weeks and weeks ago now, about helping your, te- your children to become more resilient, to learn yeah. about resilience. And I think the societies we live in now, I mean, we grew up in a very different society to this. Yeah. There was none of this, you know, kids were seen and not heard. <laughs> so, you know, we, we kind of had a little bit of uh, grit about us, you know, as um, our parents wouldn't take anything yeah lying down but now you know all this freedom and and i found that a lot of children just in these times didn't know how to be yeah you know in the home environment where their parents are working and you know because my husband and i are both nigerian we are bringing up our children in the way we were brought up and it's very much mommy and daddy on the phone for business you do not come screaming into the room i don't care if you're four (laughs) it doesn't work you know so but these are the things we think it's we think we're being harsh or people say we're being harsh. I think we're doing a wonderful thing by instilling these, um, these cues and this disciplines, training disciplines, and disciplines yeah. in yeah. our children, because when they grow up to be men who have, uh, just don't understand their own strength, you know, they're not going to lash out at someone in yeah. anger, yeah. you know? I um, think there should be, even in freedom, I think even with freedom, with freedom, I think there needs to be a form of discipline, of course. you know, because as you say, as I said, you know, I, when I spend time in nature and I look at animals and things, they have discipline. Mm. Animals actually have discipline. They have to, you know, they they'll die. Exactly. <laughs> because you don't, even lions who are the king of the jungle, they don't just go about killing everything. That's it. Because if we eat everything today, there'll be nothing to eat tomorrow. Exactly. (laughs) So there's an order. And they follow order. They follow in terms of, when I say order, it's not in a way that is malicious to anybody or anything. Even the ones that have been eaten know that, okay, this one is, I was weak today. Bad luck. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but there's there's an order, and there's there's even in, in what we see is chaos. There's there's order. There's order in chaos. There's, Absolutely. There's order in chaos. There's a way that the jungle is. There's everything has its place. Everything has its its ecosystem. Everything has the way it's supposed to be. It all fits. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that everything grows together. Even in that madness, it Indeed. it all works hand in hand. And you know, I, sometimes I'm like, if humans could just stop and take a look at how organized you know animals and the way that they are with their young the way they are with each other there's Mm. community there's you know even birds who fly solo will have a mate or they'll have somebody you know who is and there is 
a, there's a season, there's a time for everything, you know, and that was one of my greatest lessons in COVID is mm. looking at nature and actually allowing it to guide me and knowing that, you know what, there is a connection between us and, and, and nature. Oh, definitely. I mean, have yeah. you ever watched birds fly? You know, they fly in that kind of V formation. Do you know that if the guy in the front drops out, um, somebody kind of comes forward and takes his place yes. and continues leading because that formation has to happen. You know yeah. what I mean? I watch I watch I I was telling I mean I tell this story over and over again watching my favorite family of ducks and mommy duck daddy duck and baby ducks and everybody has their role there's a place there's no they just it's a compliment they everyone compliments themselves Mm -hmm. the pond there are lots of different ducks there's swans there's geese there's you know um, horned birds there's pelicans everybody comes and everyone just side by side, mind your business, I mind my business. We just walking, we sharing the same, you know, water. I could be okay. from Illinois, you could be from London, you could be from Paris, you could be from every- and everyone is just swimming in this one pond. pond. Somehow you know, I feel we kind of stumbled into a talk yes. about race and we ain't gonna do that. No, 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 no. I it's got not the about energy, race, girl. It's personal respect and it's no, no. the same with business. And I business think so. Work. No, no, no. I'm just saying that, you know, gosh, I've had so many conversations about race, but honestly, yeah, you know, it's you respect. Just, I respect you. You respect. I respect you. You respect I me. I don't need to like you. I don't no. like so many people. That's that's right. Exactly. It's, the, it's like a people. It's not even. I think for me, it's not even a race thing. I just they're just some like you know I was saying that for me if we just not a big thing but it's not every black person I want to be around <laughs> because some people that. are assholes oh, so gosh. it's a, I think that it's an asshole problem and a non-asshole problem <laughs> that, that if people wanted to make it like if they want to be Let's honest be frank and honest about if it. you want to be frank it's a bad person or a good person problem Simple. or asshole pro- i mean i'm sorry i think this is over 18 it's over 18 girl. asshole problem or a non-asshole are you a, don't behave like an asshole that's it. that's it you know simple it's a respect me and i respect you and i think if we could all just live like that we would be fine mm-hmm. mind your business you know that's just mind money. your business exactly. as far as i'm not killing anyone i'm not disturbing anyone anybody you don't go do what don't try and make me so for me, I have met, and this is where sometimes that people think, but the oversensitive, we have become a very sensitive world. Gosh. We've become to whatever it's like. PC, I, man. I, I am heterosexual. This is what I am. It's okay. You are gay. Be gay. No problem. Yeah. You are transgender. Be transgender. That's the title you've chosen. Don't try and be a woman. Just be transgender. And let's just know <laughs> what that is. Oh, gosh. You want to be fluid? Be, be fluid. fluid. Indeed. Let everything just have its... Just... That's... I mean, I think that the... But when we try and... Bend and weave and try to accommodate. Oh, no, no, I'm not stepping on your toes. Oh, no, no. I didn't Einstein said... If it's, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. If it's Einstein said, if it's too complicated <laughs> to not be explained simply, mm-hmm. they don't want you to understand. <laughs> I love that. They or they don't even understand it themselves. themselves. They don't understand it themselves. The he said if it's too complicated and to be explained, mm-hmm. and it can't be explained simply, not simplest or simply, no, simply just then the person themselves, they don't even understand. So mm-hmm. any, anytime I'm somewhere, the people are like, you don't let me join. Uh-huh. You do not even understand. Moving on. Yeah. yeah. 
So I think that's, you know, just let's just simple. If a child can understand it, and for me, children are like the, the, the best um, judges and the best, you know, when you see a child and a child tell you, but mommy, why is that person, why does that person have? And you, you have nothing to say. <laughs> well, then just, just know because, that, that is not how a child is. Children are even like, Honestly, and I say oh. ask a one-year-old so that you know that nothing has yet been a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. One-year-olds do not see color. One-year-olds do not see anything. They just see humans. Follow that route. Be like a child. And that's where the adventure comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where the curiosity comes in. I want to learn like a child. I want to open my eyes and see things and love like a child. And, you know, I want to try and be as pure as I can. And I feel that if people would just be like children, you know, be like children in learning about people, in in, in the the wonder of the world. I think it would help in business. It would help in life. It would help in relationships. Um, It would make this, you know, I think COVID has been a child's time. Yeah. It has been a child's time because this is a time where look at parents on TikTok, look at everything. This has been a child's time. And I think it shows that to survive in the world, mm. you have to be like a child. Mm. Yeah. You have to be like a child. Non-judgy, just Non-judgy. willing to accept. Open. A certain, yeah. yeah, very open. Certain open your space. eyes. Yeah. yeah. And just I'm willing see to go on adventures. Yeah, see the things. good in everyone. Yes, exactly. No, absolutely. See the good in everyone, and that everyone has a right to have their space. Thank you. You know, and that's it. So, what's next for you, girl? Oh, baby girl, I just I right now I just want to cook for my children. Let's cook for your children. I think I mean, if I want to be honest, I mean to I mean I know that sometimes people they're like business plans and things, but honestly, the only thing like for right now when I think about the thing that would make me the happiest Mm. right now is just to have my kids in my arms. Mm. For me, that is a big thing to say because I have never been the kind of, as more people see me with my children, but I always resented it. I was like, Oh my God, like what? But COVID again has made me see the value of Mm. my family, the value of my children and how important it is to be a mother. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, you know, I I know the world wants everyone to be like power women or whatever, but I have now come to a place where I'm very happy Mm. that if the most important job I do is bringing up wonderful, you know, human beings and instilling Mm. my learning, everything that I've learned during COVID, I'm so excited to teach them so excited to teach my children and to Mm. to to share with them Mm. and maybe in sharing with other people you know for me this is what has been important to me yes i know that there's business but i think that maybe that is from where something can grow Mm. in me sharing with my children Mm. in how to be this could be the beginning of something that could bring in an income because it's when did the world make us ashamed to be mothers that is an important thing and that is part of i've spoken to a lot of women who have a secret yearning a secret yearning to just be at home and i think when i would this, never consider doing it because of what other people other would people say. would say yes now this is what i said about this is what i said about covid for me it has shown that 
for me has shown that the family is the bedrock of society. Mm. And a lot of the things that are going on wrong in the world is when you get the family right, you get the society right. Right. If you don't get the family right, you don't get the society right, you don't get the structure right. And a lot of things that have first been destroyed was the family. Indeed. And that's why you have people that don't have manners. You have people who don't have love. You have people that don't have care. Yeah. You have no people boundaries, who just have no values, have no, no discipline. Value. No discipline. Yeah. Absolutely. Because they, they started to what they want. Yeah, the family was destroyed. Mm. The family structure that women, you know, if women should be able to have the opportunity to be happy to nurture and to 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 be proud of it mm. and at the same time if they choose to work if they if they want to bring in it should be done in such a way that the the sanctity of the home is still valid if that is what the woman wants you mm. know mm. Um, and i think in the feminist movement mm. i think there were things that were kind of yeah it was kind of hijacked mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. and um it was so i'm very much into the feminine you know i'm a woman i'm not trying to be a man i'm a woman i'm a nurturer i'm a i, I carry life i bring forth life there's a there's a there's a there's something valuable about that you know i'd like to talk about that because you are the first person who ever spoke to me about the feminine divine and it's like ever since you spoke to me about it i'm hearing about it everywhere i'm like okay babes the one that told me about this please mm-hmm. explain to our read our listeners the distinctions between the feminine and the masculine divine but also the wounded wounded feminine and the wounded masculine because i think there's a whole bunch of people walking around in their wounded feminine and wounded masculine and they don't yeah. even realize yeah no. and yeah. so they're not even actively trying to fix things yeah just i think that, you know the first thing that i i realized was that um and this is from a child mm. And, and it was always feminine for me first. You know, I was like, everything in nature, why is it that everything is a he? Why is everything a he? Why is everything a he? Because that was, so that was my first introduction. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a feminist thing. Mm. But then I came to realize that in each human being, we have both masculine and feminine attributes or energies within us. And so it's not even something that I, you know, I started reading, but in my own understanding, within every human being, we have the chromosome male and female. So if you have male and female chromosomes, you have both parts to you. Uh Now, if we come into energies, there are principles that come with feminine, um, and it's not female, feminine energies. um, It's things like creativity, your compassion, your openness, your flow. So mm-hmm. the feminine flows. The feminine is never is, um, static. Mm-hmm. Masculine is static. So in your masculine, so every, every woman mm-hmm. should even have a healed masculine, mm-hmm. which is where your order, your discipline, your, you know, your, your, your truth, your, you know, it, it's, that's where it stands. And you should have your wound and your, your um, healed feminine, where your creativity, your abundance, your love, your joy, all those things come from, and it's the same with men. Mm-hmm. Men have to be in their feminine, in their healed feminine and in their healed masculine. Mm. And the two have to align. Your yin and your yang have to align. Mm. So, so what is the wounded feminine and what's the wounded masculine? You just described the healed 
yeah so feminine the, and masculine. the wounded that's where things like so for the feminine it's things like um not so we talked about some of the attributes not you know feeling self-doubt you feel like if mm-hmm. you don't have a voice you can't mm-hmm. speak up you yes. feel um you know there's emotional there's you know mistrust there's jealousy mm. with the wounded masculine it's things like dishonesty it's mm. things like um yeah what it called, aggressive um, anger as well isn't yeah, it? yeah and pushing down um, dominance, 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 that's it. okay. dominance um, it's aggressiveness, it's not being truthful, not being forthright, yes. uh, and not being disciplined. That's the wounded masculine. And you can see that women and men can have those same okay. attributes. So yeah. what we're supposed to be doing is trying to get ourselves into alignment mm. where you are healing both your masculine and your feminine. Mm. Um, and making sure that you have those characteristics so you want men to be creative and you want men to be um you know to have to speak with truth with honor with dignity mm. and also at the same time the the the, the power to go into action mm. you know to to be decisive to be orderly that's your um healed masculine and to be accountable and so even in, to be honest exactly, to be exactly yeah. so even in women a lot of times we are not even we we work in our feminine mm. but we're not looking at the masculine parts of Side us of which would then put, propel us into action that's what you're saying yeah so that's not propelling us into action to make decisions to to you know to 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 take those decisions that want to propel us in business i'm just i'm just reading something and i think yeah oh, you know, okay. i love that i love that uh, because yeah so it says the divine feminine is intuitive Mm. Like you've talking about, grounded, reflective, yes. supportive, vulnerable. And vulnerable. I think that's something that a lot of women nowadays, you know, are, are missing. That yes. ability to be vulnerable, it just feels so exposed, you know, creative, trusting. And then the healed masculine, the divine masculine is um, deeply present, honest, accountable, humble, um, offers stability and security is responsible right logical and has discipline like you yes. said which yes. i think is very it's very important exactly yes. you know we want to be you know you people describe women and it's all you know it's always oh they're so overly emotional not illogical um not not stable you know don't really take the lead aren't very disciplined you know mm. and those are the words that are bandied around you know when yes about you know women and you know we can drill it down because we're black we can say you know that black ang- the, the angry yes. black woman the angry black woman exactly <laughs> and the thing is that it's it's something that if we look at those traits like that mm-hmm. then it's easier that let's say if you want to think about your child mm. and you want to raise a child you're now able to, to take those things that you've learned yes. and begin to Instill. teach each child with those principles Indeed. and not, oh, behave like a boy or behave yeah, like a exactly. girl. Yeah. Be because dependable. I think then we wouldn't have so much confusion True. Because in the world you, yeah, because if we allow people to just express. In half. Um, yes. Yeah. If you allow people to express themselves in those in those spaces where you can tap into your intuition you can tap into your creativity as a man Mm. and be a healed man Mm. and step into your honored place and step into your 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 stability and step into the fact that you are you know you're keeping your home and you're grounding yourself those are principles 
they're not yeah. they're not they're not oh that's feminine or that's you know Those they're just principles indeed indeed you know so i think it's it's mm. really sorry as a phone call yeah <laughs> it's really important that you know if we look at it like that we have a better chance yeah. of beginning to bring up a new generation of healed people mm. and then it's not based on pink and blue exactly exactly and that is where again as i say a lot of things have been hijacked because they know what happens when you don't make it as clear as that Mm. you know because then you're just souls indeed i have hope though i do have hope my 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 nieces i have nieces four-year-old nieces or they're going to be four tomorrow and i was saying to their mom what can i buy them and she's like oh we've got them some barbie stuff but they love um they love black panther and they love black spider-man you know and these are you know the cutest little princessiest little girls you could think of but they they are being fully brought up as yeah to be present to be yes so like think, look like. at those things that you look at those things the qualities that you you said mm. you know to teach your your girl child to be to disciplined be yes to be disciplined be accountable to be honorable to be accountable yes that's very different and to teach your boy child to be creative and to yeah. listen to his intuition yeah. because if we do all those things then we're going to have amazing human amazing beings. people amazing people yeah. just walking around amazing there. human beings so if we don't do oh you know this is oh girls you know we're, we're, we're making it about exteriors because exactly. when you when you when you lean into your intuition mm-hmm. your intuition is going to as a female you will be more graceful you will be mm-hmm. more you know you there'll be a softness about you that's not about you know being masculine doesn't mean <laughs> they don't know how to do it. I know what you mean. No, yes. exactly. But I, I, I also appreciate exactly. the way you're having to yes. express because that's how it's expressed almost. Exactly. Well, I, found yeah. That, yeah. I found that now I'm becoming a bit more. I don't know. So before. Lady of the manner. <laughs> exactly. Before I used to, you know, I've always used my, my physical. Physicality. Yes. To, mm. to, you know, to make myself. Dominate. But I, I think now I've become like, oh, well. I'm big anyway, so it's okay. And it, I love it. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I really am. And yeah. I think, and that I think that's of, an interesting thing yeah. you say because a lot of women have almost, in the last maybe, have maybe, become men. Yes. yes. Reject the feminine side of yes. us because we don't feel it serves us in yes. these also important pools. I said if you look at women like Cleopatra, girl. She was in her healed, feminine, and masculine. Indeed. Because she put on her soldier hat. Yes. And she would key you with eyelashes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. And exactly. then kill you if need be. Uh, <laughs> at the end of it. Exactly. No. I'll the be... women of Absolutely. old, you know, when you look at Amazons, they were sexy as hell. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, were, they, they stood in that power. They stood in their fullness. Yeah. Their fullness healed. Yeah. So that is the thing. Because if you start to have many people who are woke, <laughs> who are knowing that this, there's a different way that you will begin to show up in the world. Mm, indeed. You know, indeed. there's a different way because you will realize that your power 
is more my friend used to ask me about power and he would say Faye you have power and I never understood I thought what, what he meant then I realized that power is something we are power mm. yes no we don't have to learn it it's That's in you we, yes so. just have to learn how to express it if you've been you just have to learn how dumping to it. it yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely Wow. Woo. Okay, girl. That was like an interesting conversation. I think, you know, like I said at the start of this, I didn't know where this was going. My intention is that hopefully people will, you know, get some, you know, great tips and some sort of knowledge, like we've just shared in terms of the feminine and masculine divine, get, you know, some, um, you know, some direction, real life ways to apply all these fancy buzzwords you hear about mindsets and shifting your state and, you know, change. Because people like to change, but then most people actually don't change. <laughs> you know, in the business world, 70% of all projects, all change projects fail, right? Because Ooh. it's a hard thing to do. And so Ooh. in you, I've seen the ability for a person to transform you yeah, know in a real adaptable. way absolutely and yeah. and and that transformation was not easy and it wasn't mm. instant you know no, yeah. I, it's you've been on a journey in the four years that I've known you you know and I've now just seen the fullness of that journey coming into, into the beginning into, yes exactly into the being of where I see you yes you know it's like it's sitting you know yeah so i wanted to share that with everyone so i thank you thank so you. much for your time thank you thank you it was uh it was, it was i like the flow i like Girl, how, you know what i'm like yeah i like flow so flow is very important to us very important yeah